Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Wow, Matt, fellow adventurers. We are back with Sir Quilkington. Now, we're going to go to the city of Twithick because there's someone who has a Certain problem with some new property they just got. Anyway, visit Blade Square and visit the buildings that flank the square. No, 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 the, the, the marketplace. Mezzel Cellar. Your first encounter with the mysterious one eyed pair. Peddler named Mauerzell involves a rather strange request. Here we go. While wandering through Blade Square Marketplace, you meet a young woman with a silver patch covering her left eye. She's busy setting out an array of weapons for sale on a makeshift table, but is quick to engage you in conversation. After telling you, you her your name, you learn that hers is Mauerzell and that she has travelled here from Talonless in hopes of finding someone capable of helping her with a certain problem she recently stumbled upon. I fetch, I fetch more gold for these wares in Talonless, she says bluntly, but that city's a bit too refined to produce the type it will require to find the tackle the dilemma I find myself self in. Oh, what dilemma is that? Mazel tells you she recently acquired an abandoned watchtower in the forest east of Talonless. I tried an enchanted axe for it, she says, being reprised. Just between us, the axe was nothing special. If I can see to it, see to it to get the old tower fixed up, I'll have certainly made out on a bargain. It's just a slight problem, though. Your interest is piqued when Missile tells you she was horrified to discover the watchtower is haunted. The walking dead scowled the cellar of the place, she says, scowling. Prowl the cellar of that, the place. I've no doubt. That's why its previous owner was so willing to get be rid of it. Yet I'm sure this would prove to be a small matter for someone experienced in dealing with such things. I'd be willing to part with these if the problem could be speedily resolved. Mazol produces a small pouch and loosens its drawstring, revealing eight adventurer tokens! <gasps> oh my! 
I'm hoping these will convince the white sort to undertake the adventure, undertake the endeavour. She says, eyeing you curiously. Well, of course. I mean, I mean, helping people out, fighting monsters and getting 80s. That's like my bread and butter. Mazel smiles and meets you in a shoulder cross. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm so well now known that everybody's figured out how to do it, even though I'm tiny <laughs> and a toad. <laughs> well, so Crokington is tiny as a toad. Yeah, mixing up the persons sometimes. Then let there be no delay to it, she says. I like to be able to use the place as my residence, hopefully before winter sets in. Mizzle tells you where to find the watchtower, and when you're certain you'll be able to find it, you bid her farewell and set off on your way. Hint, to find the watchtower, travel to Talonus and look for the abandoned watchtower listed under special locations. Well, let's go there. Move to the city gates. Travel to Central Talonus. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, horse. Visit the city of Talonus. Oh no, and it's not in the city of 12, it's a nearby location. The abandoned watchtower. This is another one of those temporary locations which will disappear once the adventure's done. Visit the abandoned watchtower. Following the directions, Marzal. Gave you. You have little difficulty finding the watchtower in the forest east of the city. Mersel's watchtower looks as if it's been ab abandoned for quite a long time, and it has begun to fall into an advanced state of disrepair. The forest has crept up around the stone structure, and now a road that once passed by it to the south is hopelessly overgrown, and has obviously seen no recent use. The main doors of the tower are missing, leaving you to suspect they were likely scout savaged salvaged from their wood at some point, following the tower's abandonment. Hmm. Well, it's probably only a matter of time until they salvage the tower itself. I can enter the watchtower or explore the surrounding forest. I'll do the forest first. You scout the perimeter of the watchtower, make a surprising discovery. A dozen broad, fat stones, each slightly larger than your head, lay on the ground surrounding the perimeter of the tower. Just in, in the edge of the surrounding forest, a series of strange wounds have been inscribed upon the centre of each stone. You recognise these stones to be ghoul wards. Enchanted stones designed to keep an evil spirit from leaving its place of haunting. And there's more info from those. A ghoul ward is the name given to a stone specifically imbued with magic to deter undead. Normally non-corporeal evil spirits from leaving their place of haunting. A ghoul ward is normally a broad flat stone inscribed with a series of cryptic wounds. The effectiveness of school wards has long been the subject of debate in the magic-using community. Nevertheless, the appearance of a ghoul ward should serve as a stark warning to even the boldest of adventurers. Proceed with caution. I mean, they aren't dead. Might they might work? In which case, there's some sort of spooky ghost stuck there. Spooky and very, very, very angry ghost. As ghosts do tend to become. Judging by the moss and grime that covers them, the ghoul wards appear to have been placed here many years ago. Because the thing is, when you're a ghost, you can't eat cheese! And if you can't eat cheese, of course you'll be angry! I can't eat cheese! I'm furious! Someone kill me, so I can go to the go to wherever I go, and then eat cheese there, because cheese is just that good. <laughs> Judging by the moss and grime that covers them, the ghoul wards appear to have been placed here many years ago. 
Oh yeah, you might have heard some noise. There's two dogs near me now. Because, well, I'm dog-sitting. Enter the watchtower. You're standing just inside the entrance of the abandoned watchtower. The stairs leading up to the tower's upper reaches are in an advanced state of disrepair and do not appear safe to climb. Near the middle of the debris-choked floor, you discover the smashed remains of a wooden hatch and a set of stone steps spiralling down into darkness. So I can descend into the cellar, or just step out of the watchtower. Well, let's descend into the cellar. You cautiously descend into the cellar of the watchtower. Okay, this is a pretty simple dungeon. There's four pillars, and they're they're in, in they're, they're making a little square in the middle of the room. So there's four overlapping squares making out the full dungeon. It, it's mini waffle shape, mini waffle shaped dungeon. The stench of decay fills the narrow halls of, of the tower cellar. Now and again, a large insect scurries along your path. And sometimes I eat them. And sometimes Sir Crokington eats them, because, you know, toad. And, you know, walking all the way over here makes you hungry. Fleeing from the invading lair of your light as it spills along the passage. Alright. The, the hair on the back of your neck. Wait, I don't have hair. Stand, but my, my warts get particularly stiff or something. I, I don't know what toads do <laughs> when they get scared. <laughs> the idea of hair on the back of my neck stands on end as something stirs in the shadows ahead. There, that'll do. <laughs> you, assume, you assume a defensive stance as something entirely unwelcome emerges from the darkness at the edge of your sight. Three skeletons, they hiss as you attack, and are slain. Two XP. Terrible loot, six gold. Despite your victory, you're fairly, fairly certain these cellar passages are crawling with undead. When you're certain it's once again safe to proceed, you cautiously set off along the cellar passage. Alright, so I've just got a... Here's a black bone skeleton, just gonna stabity stab the hisses as it attacks. Another two XP, still crawling with the undead. Two witherers, these horrifying undead are the restless spirits of the very wicked. Witherers typically inhabit wanting corpses, but the fiendish creatures have been known, in rare instances, to take over living hosts. Oh no, I'm living. The, the touch of a witherer can drain the strength of the opponent. Oh no! I don't have that much strength. I only have 15 might. So I don't want you any more drained. <laughs> the siphoned energy is then employed by the spirit to heal its own wounds. Witherers are just as likely to be encountered in amongst a large group of the undead as they are roaming about on their own. Well, here they are. There's two of them. Oh, they reach out for you. Oh yeah, and they, uh, and it, the, one of the attacks, it drained to health. Terrible loot, two gold. Three black bone skeletons. These ebony bone skeletons are more powerful than your average garden variety skeleton. They move extremely rapidly and are known to employ swarming tactics when attacking an enemy. Alright, they hiss as they viciously attack, and they are slain. For another three XP. Lots more undead to go. Five ghouls. How ghoulish. They claw at you, but they are still slain. Four XP. Starting to put a dent in the vast horde of undead that infest the watchtower cellar. 
I'm guessing uh, the undead just wandered in to the ghoul hordes, you know, because the, the, the kingdom is just filled with wandering undead. What with all these crazy necromancers just going around raising things willy-nilly. You know, the necromancer goes, do-do-do-do-do, a skeleton. Raise! And they just wander, and they just keep wandering around. Because that's what necromancer do. Yes. They don't need a reason. Six ghouls. Oh, there's even more ghouls. Claw at you. They claw some more. But they are still slain. And that's five XP for that. Another three black bone skeletons. And now a black bone pile. And as terrible loot and one gold, seven skeletons, and they are slain. Five XP, eight gold. All right, five ghouls. They are slain. Four XP. Another witherer. Let's see if we can weave the special. Reaches out for you. The withering touch of your enemy drains away your strength. One point temporarily lost from your melee rating. Good, good, good job it's temporary because that would be so annoying. So annoying that uh, I think a lot of people would just instantly quit the game then. Yeah, because melee rating, it's hard to get. Yeah. <laughs> and it would just be ridiculously unfair. And it is slain. And Millowating goes back to normal. One. One gold. Terrible loot. Wandering around the perimeter. Going into the middle. Another three skeletons. Alright, some still prowl the cellar. Another two witherers trying to wither me. Oh god, they drained one miller waiting twice. I mean, that would be really annoying if you weren't well into the green zone. Only a handful of undead still prowl the cellar. Good, good, we can deal with those pretty quickly. Yeah, no problem there. Undead will go down. Do 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 do. Take that, you stupid undead. Take that. Take that and get stabbed. Get stabbed in the well. Whatever you have. Whatever you have that hasn't already fallen off. Oh dear, they're not turning up. Oh yeah, well, just when I said that, one turns up. Yeah, you know, speak of the devil and all that. Or in this case, a skeleton. Uh, 2xp, still only a... 2xp, 7 gold. Only a handful remain. Of course, that's a vague number. Three skeletons. I'm not sure if you get more points for slaying big groups. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Still only a handful left. But it's a big handful. Big handful. Used by a big guy. Four black bone skeletons. And these two are slain. Alright. Terrible loot. Twelve gold. Very small amount of gold. Because you're not doing this quest for the gold. You're doing it for the adventure tokens. And five black bone skeletons. And they are slain. Five XP. With this victory, you are certain there are no longer undead stalking the cellar passages. Yeah, because they are undead. They're... They're often really noisy. He's going hiss, ooh, and brains, and ooh. <laughs> yeah. 
They're not, per- not particularly renowned for being masters of stealth. Well, most undead, anyway. There probably is stealthy undead, but not here. Because they all were very noisy and were found. When you're certain it's once again safe to proceed, you cautiously set off along the cellar passage. Alright, let's get let, let's just do a bit of healing afterwards. Just in case. And it's just a good habit to get into. Always heal if you have a if you if you have a chance to heal, take it. Cause you never know when your next chance will be. You know, unless you've played the game before and memorised it. But then, of course, if, if it's a brand new content, no one knows when the chances to heal are coming. Yes. That'll come soon enough. Well, let's get out of here. Climb the stairs and exit the cellar. You emerge from the cellar into the ruined first level of the tower and immediately find yourself witness to a curious but horrifying sight. Floating down the crumbling staircase, descending from the tower's upper level, is the spectral figure of a tall, middle-aged man. The spirit, quite pompously attired, moans wafily if he reaches the bottom of the steps and hovers there, its phantasmal form just inches from the floor. The ghost glares at you, and draws an eye wad from beneath its extravagant tunic, and, in a hissing whisper, demands you leave the tower at once. You will not disturb my rest! It hisses. Oh, I've got three options. Heed the warning and step out of the tower. Well, that, that might, that's the sensible thing to do. Demand the ghost be the one to leave. Yeah, well, admittedly, that's probably... Or I could just attack the ghost now. Hmm. I, tend, I try not to attack when there is another option. Also, I'll just step out of the tad. I wonder what happens. Keeping one eye on the rod-wheeling ghost, you slip out of the tower. Well. Well, now what do I do? This, this tower is still haunted, and I'm not getting paid while it's still haunted. Now, now the thing is, it, it, you come, I can't, can't call on anyone else because uh, Ghostbusters don't exist in us. It's just, just me. And various other rogue adventurers. Now, in Dire Straits, uh, Border Rangers, Village Militias... Maybe even the actual army. <laughs> yeah, but on various mercenary groups, they they're probably with undead, but not not official Ghostbusters with proton packs and all that. They don't exist here. Probably because they wouldn't those that sort of stuff wouldn't work on ghosts here. We don't know because. <laughs> No one has made no one has made an officially sanctioned Swift slash Ghostbusters official crossover. Cause that would just be weird and I don't and there's no And Swift isn't big enough to be worth the Ghostbuster owning people's going through all the bother. Enter the watchtower again. Yep, the ghost is still lingering about on the ground level of the tower, and upon seeing you, it glares at you and draws an iron wad from beneath its extravagant tunic. In a hissing whisper, the phantasmon demands that you leave the tower at once. You will not disturb my west. It hisses. Well, I okay. So I guess I, I no, 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 you, no, you leave. You're making everything spooky. You're making it all spooky. 
How are we going to turn it into... How are we going to turn it into a nice rustic B&B? Or whatever it is that Marzo was planning to do with the tower. Yeah, I think, not. yeah, nice, nice rustic B&B. B&B, just a, just a mile or so off, off a major road. With a little fancy sign pointing to it. You know, one that, one that gives scones. One with, one with scones and fluffy pillows. And, and, and cats. Lots of cats. Oh, sorry, dogs. Mentioned cats. Alright. Demand the spectre be the one to leave. The ghost scowls and tells you he cannot leave the tower. Because set of several ghoul wards that line its perimeter. Despite what might what some might have you believe, this is the spirit. The wards are quite remarkable in their effect. The spectral figure suddenly flows his arms and says something that takes you by surprise. If you remove the wards, I will pass from here and not return, hisses the ghost. This place was only meant to be a night's west. I've travelled far, and I still have far to go. So, these are my options. Agree to remove the gore wards. Oh, they're going to be heavy. They're going to be heavy, and there's going to be several of them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I'm small, so I'm gonna have to leave her. Plop! Plonk! Plonk! Unless, of course, I use the power of telekinesis. That could help. <laughs> or, I could use elementalism, necromancy, or gating to bring in someone who is strong to help out. Yeah, probably that. Yeah. Honestly, probably an earth elemental. Yeah, just some of the great big earth elemental that can help just move the wards for me. I could just I could attack the spectre, but no, no, no that's just a jerk now. It doesn't want to be here. I don't want it to be here. There's there's a non there's a non-violent solution. Attacking now is just just a jerk move. It really is. I could leave, but that that will just that will just get me to face the same situation again. All right, let's remove these gold wards. You find a dozen broad, flat stones circling the tower, dust in, dust inside the edge of the forest. A series of strange wounds have been inscribed upon the center of each stone, that you instantly recognise them, them stones to be the gold wards that the ghost spoke of, and that we saw earlier. Without hesitation, you quickly set about about the laborious task of removing them. Well, it would be laborious if I didn't just summon an elemental to do it for me. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. From the earth bust, busts a mighty earth elemental. Yes, it's about 12 feet tall. And... It's made of it's made of moss covered rock with gnarly fists. And I just politely said, could you could you move these big rocks? And uh, and the and the earth elemental gives me a quite funny stare as if it would really rather be smashing something. I mean, that's something I could do on my own, but but the Earth Elementals are quite chill, usually. So it gets, it gets to work. 
Of course, the thing is the elemental binding power kind of it runs out after about two stones. So I have to summon another one. And then another one. And another one. But eventually, they're all moved, moved away. For their size, slightly bigger than your head. The stones prove to be unusually heavy. I only, I only know it because I tried to move one on my own. You know, before I... Well, this whole using elemental business. It takes quite an effort to haul them far enough away. Well, that's what I was told. Not, not that much, though, because elemental big and strong. To enter the effect on it on the tower and its lone occupant useless. At length, bathed in sweat and quite out of breath, it returned to the tower and announced the job is done. The world has been long, and yet it does not end. His is the spectral figure of Brig Longi, upon hearing, hearing of the removal of the wards. I will yet see my home again. Thank you, friend. But who is Brig Longi? The legend of Brig Longi is the subject of much debate in the alehouses and paleo dens throughout Tysa. Once one of the wealthiest men in the entire kingdom, he disappeared in a blizzard over the three centuries ago, while en route from Talinus to Port Halleck. Many believe his restless spirit still wanders the countryside between the two cities. Well, pre just a bit back it couldn't wander, but now it can wander again. And I think probably... Once he gets to Port Halleck, he'll be done. He'll finish whatever business he has and pass on. Because well, I'm not sure how ghosts work in this world, but traditionally, once that once they filled up their once they filled their task list, filled up, ticked off their task list, they can move on to wherever it is they go. Uh. So, but, but it won't be wandering around here, no matter what. The ghost turns and departs, floating southwards towards the edge of the forest as it fades from view. Wait a minute. Port Halleck's still enough. Oh, I guess it's going to a road. Because even when you're undead, you, you want to keep to the road so you don't get lost. Towards the edge of the forest as it fades from view. You suddenly become aware of something sitting at your feet. And a surprise to discover it's a cloth bag filled with gold. One thousand gold tokens. Yeah, pretty pretty nice, pretty nice. It all adds up. Yeah, it's all going to go into the pile to buy a very, very, very nice wing eventually. With the tower now cleared of its undead occupants, including the spirit of Brig Longi. You're confident your task for Marzal is complete. You'll take one last look around before turning the old watchtower turning from the old watchtower and setting out on your way. Alright, let's make our way back to Marzal. And tell him his tower is no longer haunted. It's still dilapidated, but it's far easier to find people to deal with that. Yep, then you can set up then you can set up your nice rustic B and B or whatever it is you're planning to do with that tower. Maybe just, you know, keep merchandise that you wanna make sure is well out of the way. And, and which you can put the particularly dangerous wards on. Yes, or something like that. Plenty of, plenty of things to do with a tower in the middle of nowhere. Like put archers on top to shoot things. Or set up an obs observatory. Yes, or watch. 
from watch things, you know, use the watchtower as, as, as a watchtower. Uh, maybe, maybe jazz it up, put, you know, put arrow slits in, a telescope, and then just sell it back to the crown. I'm sure the sure they could use a watchtower, you know, keep watch of all the goblins and and the ogres and the trolls, and the trolls and the otoarks and all that business. Well, back to that back to that old merchant, Blade Square Marketplace. There's a suspicious character here. Yeah, he's just—he's talking about something I'm not prepared to do yet. It involves a dragon, a very big, very mean dragon. All right. Anyhow, the marketplace. Seek out Marzel. You find Marzel hanging with a man over a pair of well-crafted daggers, but upon seeing you, seeing you, she brutally dismisses him and moves over to greet. Meet you in a shovel across. When you announce the success of your mission, she smiles and bows deeply. I suppose you're. I suppose I'll have to take you at your word, she says, regarding you with a somewhat glorious glance. Before breaking into a broad smirk, I only jest, Sir Corkington. I can't possibly thank you enough. Mercer reaches into her tunic and produces a small pouch which she tosses to. There you have it. The two adventurer put tokens up point, but she said eight. She said eight. You loosen the drawstring on the pack and spill out its contents as your hand. Although you suspected she was jesting, you were relieved to see eight adventurer tokens now resting in your palm. Nice, nice. What is that then? Eight, she says, murky. Why you can keep the extra six, Sir Corkerton? After all, I've plenty of those things lying about. You spend some time talking with Mazel, and are fascinated to learn she often comes into possession of rare and valuable items, mostly weapons, which she trades for adventure tokens and gold. I move about from place to place, she says, watching a group of street urchins that have moved up to a collection of wares. You can usually find me in Talus, whereas that's where I seem to have my best luck. All manner of things. Good luck on the road, Sir Quokington. Thank you for everything. I hope our paths cross again someday. You bid Merzel farewell and set off on your way. And that is the end of this adventure. 512 experience to general. 64 experience... To all skills and powers. Pretty nice, pretty nice. It all adds up. Let's visit Merzel. Merzel is happy to see you again. Well, she's quick. She's quick to ask how you've been keeping yourself. The one-eyed weapon dealer. Her left eye covered by a striking silver patch. Tells you she's settled down to ply her trade in Twithic for a while. Some of my trade are afraid to do business in this, in the city, she says, hinting at the unsavoury reputation that Witherport has earned itself over the years. I'm not so easily dissuaded, though. Next, examine the weapons she has for sale. You examine the various weapons Merzel had for sale. Each of them appears to bear the mark of a master craftsman. Yeah, and they're, 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 they're not magic or anything, so... Even though quite a lot of them are of the highest non-magical quality, all of them will be much, much worse than what I currently have. Because uh, that's just how it works. Non-magical equipment, weapons, cap out at plus 5 MR. Magical equipment... Well, it's magic. Magic can do whatever. Because it's magic. Apparently. Yes. I can also sell things, but not here. 
Engage her in conversation. Mirazel tells you she, she's interested in having a look at your items. If you're willing to see if there's anything she might be willing to make you an offer for. I'm usually on the hunt to hunt for specific weapons to satisfy the need of some of my more lucrative clients, she says. But I'd be interested in having you look at whatever you have. Suddenly, Marzel smiles and her eyes narrows. She nods her head slowly and tells you she's just remembered something you might be interested in. Have you ever heard of Zero Law? Sir Crookin, she asks. I have a feeling you'll want to see what's just come into my possession. Who is Zirilor? Well, Sir Crookington has heard, of course, but now you can. A collection of illustrious tales involving the legendary adventurer and axeman Zirilor is perhaps second only to that of Tally's. Armed with his famous trio of enchanted wings and wielding his heavy double-bladed axe, the brave explorer long wandered breadth of the North Woodlands, seeking adventure in some of the long-forgotten corners of the world and beyond. There was Alamor a vast, a master staggering fortune, great fame and a trove of valuable treasures during his lifetime adventure. The master of the axe died in poverty and obscurity on in the city of Seer on his 50th birthday. Well, that's that's a sucky birthday present. Dying alone and in poverty. It is believed that in the ten years prior to his passing, he scattered his most valuable pieces across the realms, hoping they would one day find their way into the hands of another adventure. I think maybe you scattered too many possessions. Although I'm all in favour of scattering possessions. Very much so. Alright, now I can also show him... Ah, uh, have a look at what he's talking about. Mazar produces a small iron box and looks carefully to her left and right. Once, once over her left shoulder before slowly opening it, revealing to you an intricately carved gold wing lessening within. Not quite as impressive a sight as all three of Zylar's grand wings would be, he says sarcastically, carefully studying you as you gaze down at the legendary wing. But not a bad find for a lass who pedals in traffic. You are, of course, familiar with the many legendary exploits of the great explorer and axeman tallies who stands only in the shadow of the great tallies as the most illustrious of a bygone era of brave adventurers. Here, she says, holding out her box. Have a look at it for yourself. I can look, but don't touch. It's got a melee rating of nine. One agility, one body, one might. This thick gold wing once adorned the thing with the renowned adventurer, Zirilor. It is believed that Zirilor found this magnificent item on one of her, one of his many excursions into the Neverness. I may, though, dare not mark my words, yet be able to land my f fingers on the other two, she says, or drawing the box and gently closing the lid. How about it, Sir Crunkerton? Why not take this little gold band for yourself? Before it ends up in some Thane's vault. Okay, I'm not going to get it because it's just melee waiting. And, well, you can get... Well, I'll explain why I'm not going to get it. Ask her what she's asking for the wing. What, what I, what I want to know... What I want to get for it truly depends on who it is. That wants to know, she says, smiling coyly. You must know, Sir Crokington, that the price I give give to you is not the one I would offer for just anyone. Mezzo opens the lid of the iron box and again shows you the wing. Two hundred and sixty adventurer tokens 
and 25,000 gold. Yeah, that's... That's why you don't... That's why you don't get it. Admittedly, when this was first put out, that was probably the most powerful wing in the game, but now, even... Even regular wings you just find doing ordinary adventures are completely, completely out, outclassed. I mean, don't just give more miller rating, but give more of all the stats than the miller rating. Yes, and well, actually, maybe one of those wings will do the next thing. Also, you could use diplomacy to cut the price a smidgen. Just a smidgen. I think by about 20 adventure tokens, so... Yeah, don't... It's not... Not, 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 not worth it now. And of course, if you're the sort of person who casually has hundreds of adventure tokens just burning a hole in your pocket, I guess... And you probably have better things already. Oh yeah, and it doesn't. As far as we know, the other people who have bought it say no, it doesn't unlock the purchase of the other two wings either. Yeah. So just politely decline. I can't afford it, and even if I could, I wouldn't want it. Mazel smiles and places the box away out of sight. You're sure to ask to see it again, she says, smirking. So I suggest you take you not take too long to do so. I've more than a few clients who play double what I would ask of you. Yeah, they probably don't get to have all the exciting adventures Sir Croakington will get to have. And get all the nice wings Sir Croakington will get to get. If you change your mind, Sir Crofington, let me know. I don't think I will. <laughs> yep, bid her farewell. Engage her in conversation some more. Okay, now, now to get to the bit while I actually hear. Show Marshall your bladed ebony staff. Marshall seems take a keen interest in the item you've shown her, the bladed ebony staff, and tells you that special enchantment has been placed on it, plus two to melee waiting, could possibly be transferred to another weapon. I've seen just this sort of thing before, she says, making reference to this special enchantment. If you like, I could ask a friend of mine, who's not far, mind you, if she might be able to move the enchantment to another weapon for you. Alright, let's, let's go try that. Because I'm not going to be using that bladed ebony stuff. It's too big. And I, and the only way to learn how to use staffs is to pay, a, is to pay ATs. So you can learn the weaponry staff substitute. I ain't doing that. Well, at least not for a very long time. All right, let's find out. Mesel takes your weapon and tells you to wait here. She then disappears into the crowd that throngs the market, only to reappear a few minutes later. She hands you back your item and tells you that her friend has told her that the transfer is indeed possible. She, she, she's told that a special enchantment on the item can be transferred to another weapon quite easily. Of course, her fee for working the transfer is quite steep, as you might expect. You'll learn that it'll cost you 1,000 gold to have this special enchantment transferred. Well, I just got that gold from a ghost, so yes. <laughs> Please select the weapon you wish to transfer the enchantment to. So I can transfer it to any of my weapons even boring normal regular weapons but i will transfer it to the glittering long knife because that's my current equipment all right 1000 gold spent 
Merzel takes takes your item and disappears into the crowd, only to return a few minutes later. She hands back both items and tells you the transfer is complete. Yes. Alright. That's raised my Milo rating by two, because the bonus is now on a weapon I actually use. Well, there you have it, says the weapon trader. I hope you find it all quite to your liking. You thank Merzel for her help, and tell her to thank her friend. Be certain to do just that, said Crokington, she says, smiling coyly. You bid Merzel farewell, and set off on your way. Alright, what, oh what shall we do next? Because I think, well there is one little thing I want to try out. Here, explore the city, play the square, buildings that flank the square. I'm not sure if I've done this yet. Uh, I'm probably, if I had, I'm just going to check, buy something to drink. Special request for ale. Silver map. Okay. Pay silver map. It's not a common brew. Ah, no, no. No, we've already done that. That that gives you 180, but obviously only once, because that would be ridiculous. People would just spend hours on end just clicking and getting ATs. And then you buy absolutely every item at Tally's. Which is, of course, why you can only do it once. Alright, leave the alehouse. To the city gates and save. So, the next adventure I do... Let's see, it's in the city of Twithick. We'll do Cloudra's Tomb. Well, we will get that incredibly powerful wing that I that I just hinted about earlier. But anyway, until then, farewell, fellow adventure. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For ninety dollars more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For hundred and thirty more, you'll be a Swole member, and for just three hundred dollars more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May tenth. See Home Club for details.